This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, let's go right to uh, the state capitol in Phoenix. We have Colonel Wendy Rogers. Colonel Rogers, tell us about your committee. What's happening today, ma'am? Well, thanks for having me on, Steve. I am in front of the state capitol here on a chilly uh, Phoenix morning. Uh, we had our Senate Elections Committee meeting yesterday, which we have every Monday, and uh, we passed a Senate concurrent resolution through the committee, which reclaims our plenary power per the United States Constitution to oversee federal elections. We also passed through committee a Senate bill uh, which will uh, ostensibly reclaim our power to oversee state elections. Now, the one that's the Senate current resolution is something that the governor has no say in. That is, we, the state legislature, which can claim uh, our plenary power back. Uh, the Senate bill, uh, wherein we would oversee statewide elections, of course, uh, does need the governor uh, to sign it. Uh, this was all um, first uh, foundationally laid by a Mr. Uh, Clint, Clinton uh, Curtis, who is a uh, expert in the field in terms of having written a program himself on how to uh, hack into the machines. And so essentially these two pieces of legislation that we got through the committee spoke to uh, essentially not having machines anymore, and if we were to have machines, they would have to ascribe to the highest uh, DOD-level standards. And I, I just want to give a shout-out uh, to my colleague, Sonny Borelli, because it was he who did uh, the background uh, collection of expertise and ability, and Mark Fincham also uh, was in the room. Uh, these are two great colleagues, patriots, who helped put all this together, and uh, my committee was the venue where we where we displayed all this. Okay, you, you did the hearings, and you had all this information put in the public record, and and and, and Senator Gunny, Sonny Borelli, kind of oversaw saw that. Now you you you're passing it out of committee. Is this actually going to pass in the Senate? Is there aren't there enough establishment Republicans, or just not because your 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 numbers are very tight there? Do you have any opportunity to actually pass this out of the Senate and, and get it to the governor? Well, the uh, Senate bill, maybe not. Um, it depends. But the Senate concurrent resolution is not uh, requiring the governor. Uh, that is we, the legislature. So um, that that will go through. And so what power – I think what people are most – here's what people need to understand – there's you're already in appeals court. You're in an appellate court in Arizona right now fighting over the very legitimacy of, of, of Katie Hobbs with Carrie Lake. 
There's still people that are hugely upset about 2020. How does this walk us through the, the game plan? How does this help to clarify what the issues are in Arizona? Because if Arizona is not for, sorted out by 2024, we're going to have another disaster on our hands. And you and, and Sonny Borelli have been the most methodical about this from the beginning, using the system. But walk people through how they can have confidence in the system to correct itself. Well, you bring up very good points. We're doing everything we can to pass uh, various bills through. And uh, I have every faith that the appeals court, if not the appeals court, rather, uh, the state Supreme Court uh, will rule justly. And so, yes, this is sort of a, a parallel rail, if you will. And I get asked this all the time, especially up in my district on various uh, rural radio stations. Senator Rogers, uh, you represent four other counties other than Maricopa County. Uh, what hope do you have of getting any of this legislation passed? And my answer is twofold. Number one, I was voted in by 27 percentage points to do the very thing that I'm doing, which is represent my constituents and make sure that my voters were not disenfranchised. And number two, you never know. Uh, everything that will happen in terms of Carrie Lake being instated as governor. And so we have to work in parallel and in real time uh, to put into effect what might happen. It is our charge. It is our obligation as the state legislature to do this irrespective of what else is happening. And also, the state legislature arguably is the strongest of the three branches of government. It was designed that way. It's hardest uh, to quote unquote, heard all these cats, as my colleague uh, Warren Peterson, the Senate president, would tell you. But by design, it is that way. And so that is why we are so strong. That is why we were such a strong voice this past Thursday in hearing nominations that Hobbs had made uh, for various posts within our state government. Uh, we, we grilled these nominees very thoroughly. And uh, uh, you'll see today in our floor session at one o'clock, uh, how we vote on those nominees. But it's all to say that the state legislature by design is the strongest branch of government. We are very well led right now. We are very cohesive and far more conservative uh, than we were last session. So let's assume just for purposes of this discussion, I know you get a bounce that uh, the, the appellate court does not agree, right? For a whole host of reasons. I, I'm not even saying about the facts. The state legislature and the Senate are the are the centers of power. How does this not lead you directly to a confrontation with someone that you don't believe is legitimately elected? And, and of course, you know, 50 percent of the state at least thinks she's not legitimately elected. It's a razor thin margin. How does the state Senate then confront a, a governor, particularly on these massive issues she's putting forward in the open border and the invasion of the southern border, all of that. How, how does this not lead to a direct confrontation between the Senate of Arizona and a governor that you don't think is legitimately elected? Well, we've been uh, confronting this every day. Uh, I didn't hear some of what you said, but uh, assuming that you said, how do we deal with her? Uh, we've been doing this, as you said, very methodically. Uh, we're very well led. We're very um, cohesive. And so on the nominations, on uh, everything that has come down, and honestly, a lot has not come down uh, from the governor's office. Uh, it has been evident with the responses of these nominees uh, that they have had no guidance from above. 
And so it's it's really sort of a question of who's running the, the, the fox in the hen house. And uh, to wit, uh, at the Phoenix Open, uh, she was booed uh, heartily uh, on the 16th tee. So, <laughs> you know, you're seeing this all over the state where there's this uh, blatant disregard for who's in the seat. No, it was uh, it was embarrassing for her because that that tournament is 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 watched globally. Colonel Rogers, how can people watch this today? How can they follow you? What are the coordinates? What are people supposed to do that want to follow the details of what's going on in Arizona? Well, as my husband would say, it's high drama out here in Arizona. If you tune in to a z l e g dot gov a z ledge dot gov for live streaming of our committees. And, of course, the floor session today uh, where each of us will speak uh, very succinctly on uh, these nominees that that were grilled last week. And then, of course, you see my website, wendyrogers.org. I've been fairly consistent on Twitter. I don't tweet till late at night because these days have been very long. Uh, But on Twitter, I am wendyrogersaz. And then, of course, on Getter, uh, Gab, and um, Truth Social and... um, Honored to be so, and I'll check in when I can. Senator Rogers, thank you very much for taking carving out time to do this today. Thank okay, you, I think Steve. we're going to get uh, Grace and Captain. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, we're going to get Grace and Mo and others. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll put up a live chat and live stream this. Um, let's bring in, by the way, there's still so many unanswered questions about the situation in Ohio. So we're reaching out to experts. Went over to Heritage, Diana Futchgott uh, Roth. Diana, you're head of your director of the Energy, Climate, and Environment Group over at Heritage, and, and Heritage under yes. Dr. Uh, Kevin Roberts is doing an incredible job. Give us your assessment. What, I, here's what's confusing: we've reached out to tons of people just to find out the chain of command. How did you know? How did Norfolk Southern just execute on an open burn? Let's leave the derailment aside. That's bad enough. There's been other derailments here the last couple of days. You know, yeah. ha- hazardous material, but just. How did they execute on this controlled burn? And it doesn't look like the EPA or the, or the state of uh, of Ohio or Pennsylvania, nobody's stepping up to the fact of exactly what got approved, who oversaw this, and what were the trade-offs in, in trying to use some other measure to get rid of the, uh, the vinyl chloride, ma'am. Oh, well, Steve, I don't know the details as to how they got that approval, but they had to get that natural gas out of there. And what's important to know is that pipelines are the safest way of transporting oil and natural gas. And this accident had chemicals that could not be transported through pipelines. But we have many, many chemicals that can go through pipelines, such as oil and natural gas. But the Securities and Exchange Commission is slowing that down. FERC, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, is slowing it down. The Federal Reserve is slowing it down. And all these agencies are trying to prevent the construction of pipelines. And with a pipeline, the product moves through the pipeline, but the pipeline itself stays still. So it's much safer than having containers such as trucks and trains go through individual cities close to where people live, Steve. So it's really important to speed up approval of proposed pipelines. Oh, hang on for a second. Just walk us through. How's the SEC and the Fed? How how are they involved in the slowing down of of pipe? If pipeline construction is safer, if that's a safer alternative and the more efficient and effective alternative, why is the SEC 
in the Fed? Why are they involved in the slowing down of this process? It's a great question, Steve, because it's totally outside their mission. Well, the answer is that they have asked companies to disclose climate-related risks of their projects. The same with the Federal Reserve, the Office of the Control of the Currency. All these agencies have climate czars, and they think that the construction of pipelines is going to lead to more oil and natural gas production, and that has negative effects on the climate. So that's why companies have to declare when they're building a pipeline, whether they're contributing to the financing of building a pipeline, whether the company is invested in a pipeline, and then they get downgraded by all these regulatory agencies, which discourages them from putting money into pipeline construction. That means the oil and natural gas get transported by rail and truck going through communities, just like these toxic chemicals were on the train going through East uh, Palestine. And this is what we want to avoid. There was a major accident in Lac Megantic in Quebec about 10 years ago, you might remember, where a train slid backwards into the town, exploded, and there were um, dozens of people killed. This is what we want to avoid. We want the product to travel through the container, which is static, the pipeline, which doesn't move, which is safely underground, which has minimum risks, minimal risks. And that keeps all Americans How safe can, and prevents the kind of accidents we, had, we saw in East Palestine. Are, are people in the House, are the Republicans in the House, I mean, how are we trying to combat this? How, how are we trying to get Because we know Governor DeSantis down in, in Florida is, is going after the Black Rocks of the world about the ESG scorecards, not just on the social justice, but also on, on having the climate checkoff. Is there any activity on the Republican side to try to get in people's grills and stop this? This is a great opportunity for House Republicans to have hearings into why the SEC is going outside its mission, why FERC is, has 15 pipelines that they haven't approved yet, plus multiple liquid natural gas terminals, why the Federal Reserve, the Office of the Control of the Currency, the Interior Department are all working against pipeline construction, especially now when our friends in Europe need the natural gas that we have can be exported to them to make up for the Russian natural gas. Not Diana, hang on for one second. We're, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to come back with you because I, I, I thought specifically the Fed try to try to add climate as another. You know, they've already got interest rates. They've already got uh, full employment, which are kind of countered each other. They try to add a third, and it was batted down. So we're going to find out how how the Fed sticking their nose in this short commercial break. Back in the warm in a moment. Despite the U.S. blowing through $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand, when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000, and it's only going to get worse. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king because it's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of our precious 
Metals Specialist. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-M, to 989898. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today to get your free info kit. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Um, CPAC.org slash um, War Room. There have been a bunch of uh, new uh, folks announced today. We'll get them all up. They're going to be speakers. They're going to be breakout sessions. They're going to be panels. They're going to get into everything big. There's going to be a huge discussion on the Federal Reserve. We're going to make sure that happens. Of course, President Trump's going to speak. Nikki Haley's going to be there. A cast of thousands. You don't want to miss it. You get 47 bucks off the ticket. Never been done before. The general mission ticket, I think, is under 250 bucks now, $248. Check it out. We want you to be part of our audience participation over the four days. Get to know each other. Give us your comments on the show. Uh, all of it. You know, meet, meet our entire uh, production staff, uh, the behind-the-scenes folks, and you also get to meet, uh, of course, all our contributors will be there. Uh, Diana, here, here's a question. When Powell was up for renomination, I thought they had this huge – I remember this huge fight because we used to cover it on the show about they wanted the Fed to add a third leg to the stool of what they do. You, you've got – their principal thing is, is this, quote-unquote, stability of the currency, which is inflation, Right. Then they added full employment, which are kind of in conflict with each other. Um, and then they wanted to add like social justice warrior, but particularly climate. I thought they were t- – that was outlawed. They said, no, you get two mandates. You're not even doing that right. I thought we told the Fed to butt out of this topic. How are you telling me that they're involved in it now? Not added climate as a third stool, but they have asked for comments from the public on whether they should be looking at climate risks of banks when they provide money. The Federal Reserve is the regulator of banks. Even if they do not add climate risk as the third stool after inflation and unemployment, they can still, in their role as bank regulator, evaluate companies' plans to invest in conventional fuels, which includes pipelines, and they can downgrade these companies if they do so. In other words, if they invest in pipelines, if they invest in, God forbid, oil mines, if they invest in gasoline, LNG terminals, if they invest in fracking, they can still downgrade these companies in their role as regulator of banks. And banks lend money. Wow. How can our audience find out more about this? Because this is the activist. This is a show for activists. And they are in constant contact with their representatives to make sure that there have got to be hearings about this. Right. So so what where do people go to find out more information, how they find out more about your group over at Heritage, how they find out more about all these issues? They can go to heritage.org. Uh, they can click on the link to uh, my page or Kevin Diaratna, our chief statistician, has commented on this. And Heritage is following this very closely, both in terms of comments and in terms of advising uh, different people around town. When they want to know what to do about these terrible things that are preventing our energy prices from going down as they should. Uh, Diana, what's your? Do you have? Uh, do you have social media? Can people follow you on social media? My Twitter is dfr underscore economics, but the best place to find me is on the heritage.org website. 
Ma'am, thank you very much. We'll have you back on. I would, the, the Fed is it's in enough chaos without asking should they get involved in the, in the climate issue. This is this is how this is the administrative state at work. This is a perfect example. So thank you so much for coming on. Look forward to having you back. Heritage on point on so many of these issues. One of the things I, I, I started the show with the uh, with the head of NATO saying, "Hey, we got nothing to do here. We're we're just adding support. We're, we really have no f- role in this war." One of the things uh, this is in Ukraine, and you also see this with the CCP. One aspect of um, uh, you know unrestricted warfare. If I can have my book right there, the amazing production staff will, will give you my favorite volume. Unrestricted warfare. In unrestricted warfare, remember, before you get to the kinetic part, you, you've got the economic part, you have the psychological, you have the political warfare, uh, information warfare, and a big part of information warfare. Remember, this is the manual of the Chinese Communist Party, right, written by these two brilliant colonels back in the late 20th century in the 1990s. One of them became a major general. The other retired and became a major advisor to the, to the CCP. One of the biggest parts of unrestricted warfare is cyber the cyber, the cyber warfare going on now in, around Ukraine is intense, and cyber warfare is going on everywhere in cyber crime. One of our biggest concerns with the show is to make sure that we're showing you, showing everybody alternatives, things you've got to be focused on now to be, kind of batten down the hatches, right? Whether that's looking at uh, alternative investments, whether that's looking at just getting the information, whether that's looking at, you know, the My Patriot Supply guys need now. More than ever, because things are going to quite rapidly spin out of control, as we've been telling you, and you can see it every day. Now you got guys at the White House talking about, oh, you know, the aliens. You know, the, you got you got a Chiron at MSNBC. We showed you yesterday with Austin. He's on a he's on a runway, a tarmac in Belgium, where they're over there, and you heard at the cold open at the beginning to talk about the auction process for getting shipping more weapons and more weapon systems into Ukraine. Although they have nothing to do with it. We're not at war with Russia, right? Um, and the entire time – and the Chiron right there, in the Chiron it goes, the Defense Department shoots down three more unidentified flying objects. That's in the Chiron, uh, Chiron of MSNBC, unidentified flying objects. And this is – you got the general of the day. Yeah, I can't rule out aliens. This is all a misdirection play. But it shows you the lack of transparency and the chaos. And one of the things I'm most concerned about, I keep talking about, you know, the debt is like taking a second mortgage out on your house. The $250,000 like you having a second mortgage. One of the things you got to understand and you got to focus on is that somebody's not slipping through and taking out a second mortgage on your house right now you don't know about, okay? And trust me, the antiquated ways that the titles and, and all this stuff is registered at the county registrar is something that could impact your life. And once it impacts your life, you could be done financially because, remember, 80 or 90 percent of the American peoples, when we look on average, net worth is tied up in the equity in their house. I want to bring in James Feld from Home Title Lock. James, is cybercrime and this particular cybercrime, these are accelerating at an accelerating rate, are they not, sir? They are, yeah. Every day we're dealing with it. Uh, people around the country, uh, this crime is taking place every day. Just talk people through how how what's a shocking thing when I first got to know you guys is how simple it is to do. Walk through the process of what somebody could do right now to our audience member about actually taking a loan against or taking uh, a, a, a second mortgage against or actually taking the entire the entire ownership 
of one's house. How easy is the process? Right. Steve, it's quite easy. Uh, it's a quick claim deed, uh, two-page uh, form that uh, you can download online. So if you have a laptop uh, and Wi-Fi, you can do it from anywhere in the world. Uh, fill it out. They transfer it from your name into a false identity that they have created. And um, then they take out loans against the equity. Uh, hard money lenders, offshore banks, and they just go after the money and they're gone and they stick you with the, uh, with the nightmare. And so when the bank calls up and says, hey, you're a couple of months late on your payments, and you go, what payments? What happens then? The bank, the guys get in touch with you and say, hey, I notice you haven't been making your monthly payments here. You're 90 days past. How are you going to take care of this? What happens then? Who's fault, whose fault is it and who's, who gets stuck with it? Right. So at that point, you're saying that you didn't sign the paperwork. Um, it's got to go before a judge. A judge can rectify that. So you have to prove to the court that you did not sign that. I've had cases where, you know, they have to get handwriting analysis experts to go to court. Uh, they still get ruled against. So pretty much you're just uh, relying on the court, uh, asking them to believe you and have faith in you that you're telling them the truth. It's very difficult. How 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 sophisticated... You got cyber attacks, and you know they're cracking into the codes of the target acquisition over between NATO and Russia. Both sides are doing it. You've got the you got the, the CCP using this on, on on around Taiwan, the South China Sea. Compared to the sophistication of that, how how hard is it to to break into some county uh, clerk's uh, situation and, and and basically change your mortgage? into somebody else's name on, on, on a scale from one to 10, one being simple, 10 being, you know, breaking into the, to the CCPs. How hard is this? Uh, not very difficult at all. Uh, probably uh, somewhere in the three to four range uh, being easy uh, for them to, to do this. Uh, the, the system in America is pretty antiquated when it comes to property records. Everything is exposed to everyone. Uh, you have access to it, all of your neighbors, people in your community. So they can easily target it and, uh, and steal properties. So how does Home Title Lock help? And where, where, do people, where do people go? If you want to take this, of all the worries you got, you want to start checking boxes to get rid of worries, right? So you can have a better sleep at night, sleep right. the sleep of the just. How do people, where do they go and what do they do? They're going to go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Um, they can fill out the information, uh, which is their contact info. They can put in their property address they want monitored and uh, then choose their subscription. We will begin immediately monitoring 24-7. It is a proprietary software that scans 24-7 and uh, will alert you to any change to your property title. And we don't just leave you there. So we monitor alert and then we get into resolution also, which is where I come in with investigations. So if anything happens, you're the man on, you're the, man on the scene to help folks? Correct. Me and my team, uh, we would investigate, put together a timeline, police reports, et cetera, and uh, begin to build that case and uh, even seek outside counsel as needed uh, as, a com- as, as the company needs it. One more time, James, where do people go right now to check this out? Because we want people to check the box here, get things off their plate. Where do they go? Sure. HomeTitleLock.com. James Feld, thank you very much, Head of Investigations for Home Title Lock. By the way, we're going to get, I think Newt is going to be at CPAC. Newt is the senior spokesman for Home Title Lock. We're going to try to get Newt in studio. Been looking to do that. So trying to get Newt Gingrich to join us uh, in studio at CPAC. Make sure you're there. 
New Gingrich is going to be there. You better be there. Okay, short commercial break. The great Julie Kelly is going to join us. Also, I'm going to have a couple of three thoughts on where we actually stand right now, where we stand in regards to um, Ukraine, the aliens, the CCP, the economy, all of it. Maybe we'll tie it together and connect some dots. All next, only in the war room. Friends, you have to be blind not to see what's going on around the world. We're facing worldwide chaos on a whole new level. And it could all hit home really quickly in the form of food shortages, not to mention sky-high prices for basic groceries. That's why so many people are stocking up on emergency food right now. This food stays fresh in long-term storage, so it's ready when you need it. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company, and right now they're knocking 200 bucks off their three-month emergency food kit. That's $200. Just go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com to get this kit. Your kit comes packed with delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. Enough to feed one person for three solid months. Be sure to get one kit per person in your family so you don't run out. You'll save $200 per kit by going to preparewithbannon.com, preparewithbannon.com. My Patriot Supply wants to make it affordable for you to protect your family. So don't delay. You get free shipping also. Go to preparewithbannon.com, preparewithbannon.com. Take action. Do it today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Julie Kelly, uh, the great Julie Kelly. We got a lot going on, but she's got a, she had to bounce. So we're going to get Julie on. I don't think tonight. I think we're going to get her on tomorrow. She's got a lot going on on the whole J6 hearings of it. She's tying a lot of pieces together, and we want to get her back on. Um, I don't know where I want to go on this now. Uh, I don't know if I want to go the Nikki Haley route or go back to Ukraine. Maybe take a vote. No, we'll, we'll figure this out uh, because they are interconnected. I do think that um, you know things go in cycles, and, and things go in um, – in, um, as the times present, right? Remember, the 1960 uh, presidential uh, election ended up being a lot about foreign policy and national security. This was Nixon and Kennedy, who were both pretty hawkish, right? And had the concept of the missile gap and everything. And it was a, obviously a very, very tight race. People have always, uh, you know, there's, I think, a compelling evidence uh, that that was also a stolen election. Nixon did not contest it. Um, in Illinois, in Texas, and other places. Um, and there's other arguments that he won, but he won, obviously, very close. But it was about national security. You have other times it's all about domestic policy. 2024 is shaping up, I, I think, because uh, we've entered the Third World War, and we're very adamant about that. The Chinese Communist Party has been at war, unrestricted warfare, uh, against the United States for many, many years. As Bill Gertz uh, came on the other day and we walked through in detail, we do on the show all the time. Now you have a um, you have a situation that's quite frankly metastasizing and, and you're being lied to every day. And that's one of the reasons we go into such detail about what the facts are. Right. And this is one of the reasons that The New York Times and Brookings particularly, one of the reasons they have to shut us down, they're trying to shut us down is because they understand that we are the most anti-CCP of any media company or media entity. And that I'm personally, as uh, as you know, Rogan said in the uh, the Washington Post, the columnist said in his book, uh, "Chaos Under Heaven." 
I'm the leader of the Superhawks, which are this group um, that is even tougher than the hardliners. We do not believe or buy for a second that the Chinese Communist Party is the legitimate government of the Chinese people. And they, the Chinese people want to overthrow them. The Chinese people will overthrow them, and we should give them an assist. Um, but we, we continue to say that what the Biden regime has done is forced uh, Russia – which one of the objectives of President Trump was to make sure that Russia and China never partnered. Because once they partner on trying to control the Eurasian landmass, uh, you have a problem. And now you see with Turkey, you see with the mullahs in Iran, you see with the Saudis playing footsie with them about the uh, the output deals, obviously with Pakistan on the One Belt, One Road. And now you've got the, the, the mini-me in um, the mini-me in North Korea. Right, you've got a problem. We got all these nations, plus certain nations in in uh, in central um, the central uh, Asia that are partnering with these uh, two um, with the CCP being in charge. We are hurtling towards a global conflict. I mean, a global kinetic conflict. Right now, you have you know we used to have the Monroe Doctrine. You got Lula in Brazil. You have the Caribbean where the CCP is completely infiltrating, including massive operations in the Bahamas. Uh, you have their infiltration. Not just in Brazil, which is bad enough, we have other infiltration throughout uh, throughout Central America. What Lula the other day, it was Brazil was going to have a naval visit uh, by the uh, Persian or the Iranian Navy, however you want to call it. So the world, this is like 1937, we've been saying this. And in this time, this is one of the reasons to me is that Donald Trump is the man for the times. We didn't have these problems under Trump. In fact, Trump was actually hammering to make sure we didn't have these problems. And now you got these globalists in charge, and they and, and if they were just straightforward, I think I could handle that because then we could have a debate on the facts. But the apparatus will not force them to the table to even have a discussion. You know, right now we must have a war powers resolution. You must make Biden come to the to the to the to the House and make a presentation on the for a war powers resolution and actually walk through. What our strategy is, what the objectives are, what the commitments, because you hear a different thing every day and they lie to you. This is one of the reasons we've been up in the coverage on Ukraine so much because we knew they were lying to you. you know, all you're hearing is about you're going to give the tanks and we're going to pivot. We're going to go liberate uh, Crimea. We're going to have this big combined arms you know, offensive. You heard the, uh, the young woman at the beginning from, uh, from MSNBC talking about you know, this offensive, the, the big offensive that we're going to have in the spring. There's not going to be any offensive in the spring because they were lying to you. And Zelensky gets this. He's got a hold right now where he's got a hold. Are they going to lose the entire eastern Ukraine? And the, and, the, and the people in Ukraine are going to get tired of this fighting and the bloodshed. And they're going to start saying we've got to look for a different way. He's got a hold there. But they don't have enough respect for you who are underwriting this to kind of come forward and, and talk about it. Do I, have, do I have the UN? I want to play the UN piece. I mean, excuse me, the NATO piece. At the end of this, I'll do Nikki Haley after this. Can I play, can I play the NATO uh, – I want to play the NATO um, Secretary General today in, 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 in Brussels, his thoughts about the war and about NATO's involvement in this war. And then I want to play the, uh, the King James version of the response. All right. And Courtney, as uh, we wait for more information on that, set the scene for us at the NATO meeting, uh, especially focused on aid to Ukraine and all these countries working together. 
So today is a meeting of the Ukraine Defense Contract group, Contact Group. And what that is, is a whole bunch of allies, about 50 of them, that come together every several weeks and they discuss what Ukraine needs for the current fight and what they can do to provide that. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin chairs these meetings and you can kind of think of him as like an auctioneer. So they're sitting around this giant room and he'll say, OK, Ukraine needs ammo. Who's got 155 rounds? Oh, you have them? Well, you know, so-and-so can provide them. Who else can provide tanks? Who can provide air defenses? And and they and they sit there for hours and they figure out what exactly these con- these countries can provide and when. So the things that we should be looking for out of today's Ukraine contact group are the four A's. The first is uh, air defenses. And that's because Ukraine needs air defense systems for the coming Russian offensive. The hope is that the, air, the airspace over Ukraine has remained contested since the invasion. That means that Russia doesn't own any of the airspace. If Ukraine has effective air defense systems on the ground, they'll be able to keep Russia from taking over any of the skies and the Ukrainians can, can effectively um, operate more safely without the, the pretty capable Russian air, air force um, in the skies. The second is ammo, ammunition. There will never be enough ammunition for the Ukrainians in this conflict. They are running through tens of thousands of rounds, sometimes in a day. The third, artillery goes back to the ammo as well. They need more and more and more artillery shells for this coming offensive and even for the current fight right now. The fourth one, armor, what we think of as tanks. We already heard from Jan Stoltenberg, the secretary general of NATO, saying that the the Russians are preparing for this next offensive. It it may even be starting. They may be in in the sort of the shaping operations phase of it. Once that begins, Ukraine needs to hold their defensive lines. They need tanks. So think of it as uh, a tank provides them with the with protection from incoming fire, but it also allows them to pack a punch to fire back on the Russians during this offensive. So that's a critical capability. Some of the first Leopard tanks that were pledged in the, in the most recent weeks from European allies are expected to be delivered to Ukraine as, as early as next month. That will be for this offensive. We did hear from Mount Stoltenberg just recently about how Russia is planning this current, this coming offensive and how the world needs to keep um, keep Ukraine, keep helping Ukraine so that they can defend against it. Almost one year since the invasion, President Putin is not preparing for peace. He is launching new offensives. So we must continue to provide Ukraine with what it needs to win. What uh, Russia lacks in quality, they try to compensate in quantity. The training uh, don't have the same level as the Ukrainian forces, but they have more forces. Uh, and the Russians are willing to send in those forces and, uh, and take a high, high number of casualties. With Russia. Neither NATO nor NATO allies uh, are party to the conflict. Uh, what we do uh, as NATO allies and NATO is to provide support to Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine is defending itself. Uh, we need to understand what this is. This is a war or aggression. Uh, President Putin, uh, Russia, uh, has attacked a sovereign, independent, democratic, free nation in Europe, Ukraine. And, of course, Ukraine has the right to defend itself. The right of self-defense is enshrined in the UN Charter. It's a part of international law. And, of course, we have the right to uh, help Ukraine uphold uh, their right for self-defense. So NATO and NATO allies are not party to the conflict, but we support Ukraine. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. 
Okay, we're not party to the conflict. You know, Stoltenberg's the, the, the Norwegian guy, right? And he's announced, by the way, this is, this is another tell. They gave him the opportunity to extend his time into 2024, right? And he turned it down. He said, no, my, my term ends in, I think, in the sum, late summer, fall of 2023. I want out. They gave him the opportunity to see it through. At the same time, they're talking about, and you heard at the beginning, they're looking for, they're looking for this to be a long war. Rand Corporation came out a couple of days ago, about a week, 10 days ago. We, we put that up, and I'll, I'll re-put it up so people can. Rand Corporation, which is an, you know, an adjunct and wholly owned subsidiary of the administrative state, somebody there was brave enough to, to, to walk through that how a long conflict in Ukraine is, is strategically detrimental to the national security interests of the United States of America. All the misdirection plays are to get your eye off the ball of exactly what's happening. This massive invasion of the southern border that now they're touting that it is, uh, oh, it's coming to the end because the numbers are getting better. No, the numbers are getting worse. It's the way they've gamed the system. And, and I know they've started the process for the impeachment of uh, Mayorkas, and he's retained outside counsel, a white shoe uh, law firm, Debevoir and Plimpton, on your nickel, not his own penny, which I don't understand why the Homeland Security Committee is not all over this, of stopping the funding for that and making pay in himself. If he's going to get impeached, it's not the office of the secretary of DHS. It's Mayorkas personally. Should be paid by him, not by taxpayers. They got to hire outside counsel. That's fine. Hire outside counsel. He should pay it, right? He should pay it. And it shouldn't be on taxpayers, on taxpayers' money. To get your eye off the ball on that, to get your eye off the ball of the, the crushing depression for working class people, for working class people in this country, they got to, they got to, to get your eye off the ball of what the Chinese Communist Party is doing to challenge us every day in every aspect of it. And their water carriers, the Max Baucuses of the world, singing their high praises and how it's so important and so vital to us to be connected to them, right? To get your eye off the ball, you know, they got the aliens, uh, you know, it's going to be Independence Day, you know, Joe Biden's going to bring us together. We got to shoot down the aliens. We can't deny it's maybe, we can't say it's not CCP aircraft. It's uh, unidentified flying objects and they're everywhere and we got to do that. And then they got to lie and spin on the Ukraine, just think of how many lies about the war in Ukraine that they have told you. Besides the fact that it's in the vital national security interest of the United States, it's about their sovereignty, it's about their uh, territorial integrity, it's about their self-determination. That's the big three they hang up, hold up. Well, how, how about that in the Rio Grande Valley? How about that in southern Arizona? How about that on the New Mexico border or down in California? Or with every town being a border town with a fentanyl coming in? The Chinese Communist Party is at war with us. The unrestricted warfare has got, hey, they used a bioweapon. You got a bioweapon in the CCP COVID virus, right? And now you got the House sitting there going, they're going to, the, the committee on the coronavirus, on the CCP virus is going to start at the beginning in the Wuhan lab and get into all of it with Fauci and all of them. But we need to be more aggressive. We need to be tougher. We need to be not just calling people out, but cutting off their funding. And now in this time, as we head into the hurdle into the Third World War, you need leaders who are comfortable on the world stage and have been there banging heads. Okay? We're going to take a short break. When we're back, Nikki Haley announced today her hat's in the ring. Okay, she's all in. The head of the Keebler Elves next in the war room. 
In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to itargetpro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com, offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. The new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the Nikki Haley of it all at five o'clock. We got a whole package set up on that, and I didn't want to kind of force it in, but we're for, also fortunate to get Narcissus Acosta, vice chairman of uh, I think the maintenance union that deals with the uh, the railroads. Remember, we had personnel on here when they were going through that negotiation, uh, and they had some incredible insights. Narcissa, thank you uh, for joining us. Can can you tell us about the hazardous material, the handling of it on the trains? Uh, in particular, the cleanup of it, sir? Yes, so uh, rail is one of the safest transportation modes in the country to move uh, hazardous materials. In this instance, um, so when the train derailed, 20 of those boxcars were carrying hazardous materials, and um, they decided that they were going to release some of that into the air um, to vent it, apparently. But those materials that they released were pretty dangerous. There's a phosgene in there. There's a hydrogen chloride and vinyl chloride. Vinyl chloride is a, is a carcinogen, um, and phosgene is an immediately dangerous to life and health at a two parts per million. So to paint a picture for you, if I had a swimming pool full of white ping pong balls that totaled into a million of those, I took two out and inserted two red ping pong balls. That's the concentration level that it takes for uh, phosgene to become immediately dangerous to life and health for people that are fully exposed with no protection at all. And those are the chemicals that were involved in that in that accident. Here's what I, I think is confusing to, to the audience and to myself. Norfolk Southern, did, did they make these decisions unilaterally? I mean, do they they bring the union in to help uh, make decisions? Do they go to the state? Because right now, the only thing we can find is that on the 6th of February, it looks like Norfolk Southern ordered this and executed it, but we can't see anybody in the federal government EPA that signed off or anybody at, at the state level. And so the difference in cleanup between doing a mm-hmm. controlled burn 
Was any evidence put forward? I mean, how, how did they independently, to your knowledge, come to this decision to do this controlled burn? So what happens in, in uh, a lot of the rail incidents is that because it's on rail property, the carriers believe that they have the unilateral ability to make those decisions. <clears throat> a lot of times they don't really consult with uh, the public safety officials um, because it's theirs, and so they figure they, they can make those choices. Um, unfortunately, if it's true that they didn't consult with the officials, um, obviously, there's a letter out from the EPA that states that there there were chemicals in there that they had no idea were in that train because uh, Norfolk Southern hadn't advised them of that. So they couldn't have even helped them with telling them what they should and shouldn't do. They don't know the full truth of it all. Are you saying that Norfolk Southern didn't didn't notify people of all the different? Because we understand now there's three different chemicals than just the vinyl chloride? Or are you saying that Norfolk Southern didn't let people know um, what was all all on this train until they did the controlled burn? That's correct. The EPA put out a letter um, stating that there were more chemicals than they were aware of uh, when when all this went uh, down at the very beginning. So uh, they, they, they found that there were more chemicals involved than what they were really led to. Narcisa, what's, what's the union's position right now? What are, what are you guys, because I think a lot of people are quite concerned about how this came about. Look, the derailment's a derailment, right? You gotta, you'll got to do the studies and the and the, safe, you know, the Federal Safety Bureau and all that. Um, but the controlled burn of the, and the, and the, what happened to the hazardous material after that is, is a question. What, um, what's the union's position on this and, and to get to the bottom of it and get some clarification? So, so the union's position would be that um, we don't ever want to put our members or the communities in danger. So decisions should have been made uh, a lot better with a lot more knowledge and, and a better decision to what actually should have been happening uh, with these chemicals and the cleanup. The railroads, you know, carriers tend to want to open up their, their rail lines right away because uh, it affects their profitability if, if the rail line is shut down. So they want to open it up as, as quickly as possible, but at the same time, as, as a union, we don't want to see our members get exposed to stuff that could potentially in 20 years kill them due to cancers and other health issues because of something that was they were exposed to and for this example like this particular incident. It, it's, is the union's position that they decided to do this controlled burn so quickly, or you know, you know, I think on the sixth or the seventh day, because they wanted to open up the rail line. That was their number one um, issue was getting the rail line cleared, and not the public's, uh, the the town of East Palestine, the workers, the public safety, and the in the conduct of how they got took care of the hazardous material. I, I wouldn't say that it's strongly the union's position. I just know that. In past practice, the carriers want to get the rail lines geared up and traffic moving because that's their revenue source. As cars go by, that's how they make their money. They're not making money when those cars are stopped. So carriers will always want to get the rail traffic moving again. Um, 
why the decision was made to release those chemicals, uh, I, I couldn't even venture to guess. Uh, but I, we just think that better decisions should have been made, uh, more informed decisions should have been made. Narcissa, are you? Do you have social media? Can people follow you? Uh, I do not have uh, social media for for my union. We can you can follow the bmwe.org. That's where we get our news. Uh, for our that's where we put a lot of our stuff on on Facebook. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having you back. We're going to drill down this deeply. So thank you very much, Mr. Acosta, Vice Chairman of the uh, Maintenance Union. Thank you, brother. Okay, Mark Milley right now is giving a press conference. We're going to deal with it at 5 o'clock. We're back 5 to 7 live. Charlie Kirk follows us. Mark Milley, I want to quote, Russia has lost strategically, tactically, and operationally. Hmm. Interesting. Be back here at 5 o'clock. Charlie Kirk next in the War Room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.